Hi, and you're very welcome back to the Women's National League podcast here on FinalWhistle.ie. And uh, to my left is someone who looks very remarkably like uh, someone who used to be on the show a long, long time ago. It's been a while. Steph, you're welcome back. I've left you hanging for a few weeks. Sorry, Brophy. Good to be back. Well, you think you have, but you were very ably replaced by Maeve de Burka, So we might have to have a chat, you know, contract negotiations and see if... Uh, but for the moment you're here you're the woman in possession of the jersey and uh, you'll be with us this afternoon at least anyway for the conversation about everything went on over the weekend uh, exciting games a couple of one-sided fixtures uh, we won't dwell too much on that uh, but we might start off i suppose really with a little chat about your own game uh you played cork three won the final score a uh, bit tighter than you might have expected going into that yeah definitely and look I think I've been quite complimentary of Cork over the last couple of weeks and the last few programs we've done, but and I'm trying to do it in, in not a patronising way because I think you can say so much nice things about a team, but I genuinely think, genuinely think they play a really good style of football and they were very good at the weekend. They had some really good chances. I think Nietzsche kind of kept us in the game at one all at times and thankfully early on you got the goal sent to kind of steal through, but it was a tight game and as I said, they were... were playing really good football and, and trying to do the right things. And I think they'll be a really exciting team, team to watch over the next couple of seasons. Yeah, I think their league position probably doesn't portray actually how strong that squad is when they kind of get gelled together and a bit more cohesive as a unit. Uh, in terms of the actual game, we'll obviously be talking to one of your opponents in that game, Sarah McEvitt, later on in the programme. But, uh, but from your own point of view, uh, disappointing not to, to start? Yeah, obviously we've... We've, I'll speak to, Claire, to Sarah about this, but I think we've got a big squad, a lot of rotation going on over the last couple of weeks. Um, obviously, you want to play in every game. Um, I want to get off the mark. I haven't scored just yet. And to miss out on the last couple of games is, is disappointing, but sure, I just have to be ready for when I do get my chance back in the team. And as I said, we've got a big squad, a lot of players who deserve minutes, so I have to be patient and, and let players get their chances and, and wait for my own to come back and then hopefully I can get going again. Absolutely. Well, uh, we've missed you here as well, so I'm sure it won't be too long before you're back in that jersey in the coming weeks too. Um, we might take a tour around some of the grounds. Uh, we're going to have Wexford Ferry Carrick Park, 7-1 the final score here against Bohemians. It was all wrapped up fairly early on, half an hour in, 2-0, two Kylie Murphy goals, and then it just really kind of got away from Bohemians. Uh, they did manage to get one consolation um, late on through Erica Burke, but... Um, yeah, it, it was never really in doubt, was it? Yeah, look, Wexford have been flying, haven't they? They're scoring goals for fun. Um, I think playing against Bowes, I haven't played against them this season already. They're a tough team to play against. They're physical, they get stuck in. And I think out of all of the teams in the league, Wexford are probably the team that will match them best for that. So I'm sure Wexford will kind of going into the game saying they'll be matching for that physicality, the, the quality that they have in their squad will take over. And obviously, as you said, the experience of Kylie Murphy and other players within the team, they were they were destined to get that win. But like, they've kind of at the start of the season, we obviously predicted there wouldn't be too many high scoring games. But Wexford have ruined that for us a few times over the last couple of weeks. So, so great result for them. And as I said, Bows have been uh, a lot better this season. But they'd be disappointed to lose by so many goals. I think. Yeah, because they have impressed in in patches this year, Bows, um, particularly at the front end of the pitch, but at the, just the weekend the defense just wasn't able to cope with Wexford Utes and just the, the experience just seemed to be too much for the home side in that particular game. Uh, another one where there might have been a wider gap than we would have expected um, going into the game uh, was in Tottenham Park, Shelburne and Galway. 
what can you say? 4-0 down after 37 minutes. It was kind of game over uh, before even halftime arrived. Yeah, look, it's, it's, I think Galway, to be fair, are missing quite a few players. Now they were missing a few players against Wexford as well. So um, it's it's difficult to judge the game on, on that. I think they're missing some of their, their more senior players. And obviously, Shells haven't played against them. They're a good footballing team. And I think once they get into their little their strides, they're gonna they're gonna tear any team apart. So I think Galway, as I said, missing a few players and, and probably just got caught on the hop with those early goals and it was it was kind of easy sailing from Shelburne then on. Yeah, final game of the round was uh, at Lone Town and DLO were played down in at Lone Town Stadium on Saturday evening, seven o'clock kickoff. Um DLO an early goal, uh, but they'll be disappointed maybe not to add to that later on in the season or later on in the game. Carla McManus scored in the first 10 minutes. Uh, Athlone, for me, had a stonewall penalty turned down uh, late on in the game. Uh, Mern Devaney, I know I'm a Leitrim person, she's a Leitrim. Uh, I should, I, I'd be accused of being biased, but for me, it looked like a stonewall penalty. It wasn't given by the referee. We've seen Athlone get those in the past, so maybe just a case of luck evening out uh, in terms of referee's decisions. This time, wasn't to be. Uh, they went down 1-0. Yeah, close game, as you said, and I think um, DLR for Lee maybe just deserved the win in the end as you said the goal or the penalty maybe could have went a different way and it might have been a different result but a good result for DLR and we played them this weekend as well coming so it'd be good good confidence boost for them going into the game against themselves yeah we'll talk about the fixtures later on but looking back at the weekend I suppose disappointing in some respects to see such wide gaps uh, for Wexford and Shells and their particular clashes but in terms of the actual competitiveness of the league you look at the performances of Athlone losing to DLR, who are in that chasing pack at the top of the table. Um, they only lost by a single goal. Cork, they ran you pretty close as well. They're in that small group at the bottom, uh, struggling yet without a win. But yet it took you a long time to break them down. So the, it is in general getting a lot tighter in the league than maybe it has been in previous seasons. Yeah, definitely. And I think, as I said, the, the, the games this weekend, particularly I think Wexford, it's all about experience. Uh, for both, I think going into a game against the likes of Wexford, Wexford are always going to ma- uh, match you for that hard work and and toughness. So I think they just, as I said, had that experience and the likes of Kylie Murphy, Adele Kennedy, and then the quality of the likes of Ellen Malloy and stuff in the team. So I think a lot of the results that have gone really bad is probably down to lack of experience from certain squads, you know, not being able to kind of know when to keep it tight and and close up shop and, and not just go for it because you want to try and win the game, but you have to kind of know in those games how to manage them. And I think that's probably been the downfall of some of the teams that have been beaten by by more than a few goals, if you get me. So I think overall, the, the league has definitely been a lot tighter this year. But um, yeah, look, it's it's not good to see such high, high uh, scoring, obviously for Wexford and, and Shell scoring the goals is great for them. But I think overall, you don't want to see too many games being that that big of a, a margin between the teams but I think it, it's definitely been a lot tighter this season and hopefully we can we can see those other teams as I say get that experience and learn from their mistakes and, and not kind of fall to that much of a defeat in, in the future. Yeah I suppose in terms of the, the actual results and what impact that has on the league table we might just take a look down through the table at the top yourselves Piedmont United uh, 100% record 18 points from your six games played so far Wexford Utes are two points behind, albeit with a game extra played, 16 points there, while Shells sit one place further down, 15 points from their six games. DLR Waves on 13 points, and then there's a bit of a gap emerging between the next five teams. Galway, they lead that lower half of the table, seven points. Bohemians on four, 
Cork find themselves on three, of course, uh, they've played seven games uh, rather than six of everybody else. And then Athlone on two and Treaty United on one point. Uh, this week, we look at the fixtures later on in the show. So we might have a chat maybe and see if we can get any dirt out of the, the game. A former teammate of yours, uh, Sarah McKevitt. I'm going to get dirt out of somebody this season. I don't know who it's going to be, but nobody's as squeaky clean as everyone's pretending you are, Steph. Um, but we'll have a chat maybe with the new Cork City recruit and, of course, former P, Sarah McKevitt. Now, someone who we've mentioned on the show a couple of times joins us for the first time. Uh, former P-Mount player, teammate of Stephanie's, now playing her trade down in Cork on Leaside with Cork City Women's. And uh, she's had a great start to the season. Opened her account on the score sheet last weekend as well. Sarah McKevitt joins us. Sarah, you're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> It's been a great start for Cork. Uh, there's been some really exciting games. A couple of results maybe didn't go your way, but on a personal note, you've impressed with some pretty fine performances. You must be happy with the change. So far, yeah, very happy with the change. I suppose I made the change with the intention of getting more game time. So luckily so far, I have gotten plenty of game time, so I'm very happy with that. And um, It's a great team as well to be around. There's a lot of potential in the team, I suppose. Uh, so far, we haven't been very lucky with our results but we are getting better each week and even I think even over the weekend playing P-Mount who are obviously one of the top the top clubs in the country and um, we did put it up to them in the first half and most of the second half but unfortunately it just didn't go our way in the end but we you can see that we are getting better each week every time we're playing so hopefully next weekend we kind of progress even further and get, get our first win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've in fairness myself and Brett we've talked quite a bit about Cork and we're always quite complimentary, but I think just those results haven't been going your way. And obviously, as you say, against us at the weekend, like you had some really good chances in the second half to maybe go ahead. I think if you had gone ahead, it might have been a bit more difficult for us to, to come back into the game. So you definitely were unlucky in terms of having that game anyway. I can say firsthand you were played football, done some really good stuff, but it just didn't go your way. Obviously, we then got our goals and thankfully were able to win the game in the end, but it was a difficult game for us, definitely. Yeah, that was kind of one thing we were looking at was trying to create more chances. So I suppose against Piedmont, even being able to create chances, it's, it's a step forward. So. Yeah, I suppose in terms of the results so far, three points from seven games, looking in from the outside, if you haven't watched any of those games, you'd kind of think it hasn't been a great start. Still winless, as you mentioned yourself. But there's been some absolute humdingers of games. That game with the Galway on the opening weekend, second weekend of the season was was phenomenal. You had a good battle with Cork or with Athlone a couple of weeks ago up there as well. Um, you probably have just been unlucky in certain situations, and I suppose with the right bounce of a ball, you could be looking at maybe seven or eight or even nine points from those opening seven games. Yeah, there was a couple of games there we were lucky in, and a few that we were unlucky in. I suppose against Galway in our first game. I'd say we were lucky to pull back that last minute winner from Becky. It was an unreal goal. Like, um, so we were delighted to get the draw that day. But then tables turned against Athlone and Bowles, I suppose, where you know we were up and then ended up drawing the game. So we were unlucky in that sense. But yeah, the results haven't been going our way too much yet. But there's the results will come. You just have to be patient, I suppose. I'm happy to get your first goal of the season. Delighted. It was about time. I was I was waiting for the goal to go. <laughs> um, I suppose I missed two games before that as well with a hamstring injury. Um, I didn't play the Athlone game or the game against DLR. So there was two games there. I didn't really get a chance to 
to play or even to score, I suppose. So I was delighted my first game back after injury to get on get on the score sheet. Yeah, I suppose uh, in terms of the, the last couple of months, you've made that change from Piedmont. Uh, what's it like? Because of the very different clubs and the very different um, squads to be involved in, what's it like going from one of the kind of the, maybe the, the, the substitute players, no, no disrespect, but one of the kind of the, the squad members in, in Piedmont to be one of the, the major players down in court? Yeah, I suppose when I'm when I was up at Piedmont, like obviously I was blessed to be playing with the likes of Steph and Anya and Karen. Like that's just... Looking back at that now, I'm like, how lucky was I to be playing with them? And I suppose now coming down to Cork, there's great players there, but it's a very young squad. So I'm kind of one of the older, like I'm only 22, but I'm one of the eldest in the squad. So I feel like I've been taking on like uh, a bigger role there. And, you know, I feel like I've a little bit more experience in comparison to the rest of them. So I've had the experience playing with the likes of Seth and now I can bring that experience down to Cork, which is great. Yeah, we've been trying to get dirt on Steph uh, all season. And I think you can tell us from the, the dressing room last. No one, no, one's, no one has caved, so I don't expect you to either. But I'm going to ask anyway. What can you tell us? What little bit of dirt can you give us on Steph? Absolutely none. None. I've nothing. Uh, I, don't, I want to know how much you're paying these people, Stephanie. That's all I'm worried about. Uh, in terms of, I suppose, one, one thing that came to my attention in the last couple of, of days, um, I don't even know where I saw it, but it's a new campaign from SSE Electricity, and your face is all over it. Yourself, David Cawley, and Ty Ryan uh, from obviously Sligo Rovers and Treaty United, respectively, uh, on the men's side of the league. Um, can, what what is what is the, the the campaign that they're running? Because all I did, saw was David Cawley rolling around in uh, in dirt out in his back garden. What have you been up to? So it's a new campaign with the SSE Electricity. Obviously, they're sponsoring our leagues. So um, they've picked a couple of players from the league to take part in challenges over the next six months. So this month, uh, the theme of the challenges was biodiversity. So my first challenge, um, first week's challenge was to grow my own vegetables. So going down to like the local garden centre, picking up the seeds and whatever I needed to plant my vegetables. I hadn't a clue what I was doing at the start. And... Um, just finding a space out in the back garden. I only needed a small little space, planting my own vegetables, just recording videos of me doing it. And I just send off the videos to the editors and they're putting the videos together. So it's just promoting like, um, grow your own and grow your own vegetables. Feeding the birds is another thing I have to do. And just going out nature walks, looking around at all the different ecosystems. So it's actually, yeah, I'm getting very into it now, as you can tell, but, um, no, it's a great, it's a great campaign to be involved in. Obviously, COVID has been different for everybody over the last twelve months. I understand you've finished, you graduated from Minutes uh, in teaching. Am I right in that? Yeah, finished my last exam last Wednesday. So yeah, all done there. But I'm back so, now at home. So it's been, it's it's been a surreal kind of uh, twelve, fifteen months for you finishing college and you don't get that end of college experience with the proper graduation or you might by the time it rolls around later in the year but um what's it been like I suppose that change of club that uh, finishing up college moving into the next stage of your life in a professional sense over the next couple of weeks and months as well it's a bit weird I suppose I didn't expect to be finishing college from my bedroom in Perlis like I haven't seen any of my friends that in my course since before Christmas I'd say so it's a bit strange not having them to like celebrate with or but hopefully we'll get a graduation um but yeah even the whole change of club that came from me moving back home i suppose if i was still up in minute and I was, if i was finishing my last semester in minute 
Cork wouldn't have been an option really because of the distance, I suppose. But then once I was home for my second semester in Hurlis, I said Cork is a great option for me. It's only an hour down the road. So, yeah. <laughs> Who made the call? Was Roland giving you a shout to come from one of the players? Or was it something that you kind of started the, the discussion about making that move now? Well, I, ha I had a few phone calls from a few different clubs and I was, I was kind of waiting on Ronan to contact me. I was hoping he'd hear I was home in Hurlis. So I'd, I'd been in contact with a, one, or, one or two of the girls down in Cork. So he'd obviously heard I was I was in Hurlis and he, he gave me the call, hope. luckily. <laughs> I didn't have to ring him. <laughs> happy you made the move? Very happy, yeah. Delighted. I thought it was, I think it's a great move for me personally. Just, I think, as you said, being a sub, uh, it's hard. It's hard to keep yourself motivated when you're training three or four times a week and you're so committed, but then come game day and you're getting 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I just, after a year or two of it, you have to move on, I think. Um, I just, I just want to play like I want to be playing every weekend and getting 60, 70, 80 minutes, 90 if I can. Um, yeah. Well, that has been the case for you this year. I think five appearances, almost the full um, 450 minutes on the pitch. Um, how does the body get used to that? Because, as you say, like when you're not playing week in, week out for a couple of seasons, and then all of a sudden you find yourself playing 90 minutes every week, uh, do you find any stresses or strains that you mightn't have noticed uh, in the last couple of seasons? Well, I suppose I was playing Kamogi and getting football at home, so I was kind of, well, not the 90 minutes, but I was used to the 60 minutes. So it wasn't that much of a change. But yeah, I do, I do wake up on a Sunday morning a lot sore than, than normal. But yeah. Thank you, my age, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'd like on the record, I didn't make that joke about Sarah's age. That was herself. And one other thing that we won't poke fun at Steph about is we mentioned that you have a goal. Have you any advice for Steph, maybe? She hasn't quite managed to find the back of the net yet this season. Um, albeit she hasn't played in every game there's been a fairly strong squad rotation in Piedmont over the last few weekends uh, any advice maybe for her for her shooting boots <laughs> no she's well able to finish I, that's one thing I've noticed <laughs> give, her, give her one chance and then 10 times out of 10 getting that shot I, have to, I think I've had like three <laughs> shots to play in so yeah no I, I have to say like Sarah from my point of view obviously I only train with you for have the kind of COVID season as such the short season that we played and a lot of the girls obviously have moved on and gone and played somewhere else and I think it's important for young players to be playing so I think I have to respect your decision to go and it's great to see you doing so well in Cork as well and to be getting those minutes because as I said as a young player that's the most important thing it's about playing and, and getting your game time and obviously Brefney's touched on it like we're still kind of rotating the squad quite a bit at Piedmont so it can be frustrating when you're not playing all the time because obviously yeah. as a player you want to get that consistency you want to be playing week in week out so for you now to be to be able to get your game time all the time and, and see you flourishing is good so so fair play to you because I know it's not an easy decision to make particularly to leave female when when we're winning pretty much every time you know that good decision to make yeah in terms of I suppose that decision you've got down to Cork we've spoken about how you're one of the older uh, players in the dressing room despite only being 22 which is Kind of ridiculous. I think probably Becky Casson's probably the only one older than you, maybe in the dressing room, or one of very few. Um, who has impressed you? We've heard a couple of names coming up uh, through uh, when we spoke to Becky and a couple of others from across the club, but uh, we've heard about Eva Mangan. We've seen Kelly Lee make her debut in the last week or two. Uh, Abby McCarthy's been impressive uh, in goals for you. 
for and most of the games we've seen this year, she's made some unbelievable stops, uh, particularly in that game up in Galway. She was just immense. Um, who's impressed you maybe that we haven't spoken about on the show uh, down in Cork or surprised you by, by their ability? Um, I think one of the biggest is, I've actually, she was my right back during the, during the week, um, is Lauren Walsh. Very underrated, still only young. She'll be up and coming now as well. Very good player. Um, obviously, you've mentioned the others. I suppose Eva scored her first goal at the weekend and she's only 16. Like To score your first goal against Seamount is that's an achievement like for a 16-year-old. So there's a few very young players there that will be very, very good in the next year or two. So there's a lot of potential and that's, that's what I love about the team. I know like maybe this year won't be our year, but next year or the year after, hopefully we'll get stronger and stronger. I think, um, sorry, Brett, come across here. I think the, the thing that's really been good with Cork is that you're a good team. I think that's what you can see. Obviously, you've got some very good individual players like Ava Manny, Becky Cassin's really come into her own since coming into Cork. I think she's she's been excellent. But I think you can see that you all want to play the way Ronan wants to play. And you're all kind of, even when things aren't going right, you see trying to play the right style of football. And look, I think you've mentioned you've got a very young squad. So I can see it's been like really good in the next couple of seasons. And that's for me watching this play is it's good to see it's good to see us trying to do the right things and I think it's more so these are a good team rather than maybe one or two individuals I think that's the most important thing for 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 going forward yeah I, I did notice as well it was a couple of uh maybe reappearing names on the team sheets a couple of girls based maybe in the states who come back to play with you for the summer uh am I right in saying that is there much of an addition I think I saw Maria Sullivan's name on this team sheet at the weekend Maria is home. She was there um, training for the first time on Friday night. So, yeah, she's back in the squad. And, of course, she was captain last year. So she's a big asset to have back. I know Abby's been doing very, very well as well. So it's great to have choice of keepers. Obviously, Seamount, you're the same there. You're top quality keepers. And it's, it's great to have those options as well. And even in training, to have to have great keepers around you, like, it's, it's what you need. You need quality in every position and you need subs that have the quality as well yeah of course a good vote of confidence as well for abby that she kept her place um against Piedmont, and because i think sometimes when you're a younger player and someone comes back who's had that position before it's very easy for the manager to just go okay we're going to go with the more experienced player um but for abby to keep her place and, and get that opportunity and to be fair put up put it up to Piedmont in terms of um, maybe one of the best results against them this year by some of the, the teams that aren't up at the top of the, the table. Um, it, it must be great for her to get that kind of confidence boost because she has been very impressive this year. She has, yeah, no, she's been great. And she, again, she's only young, so she's only still learning. Um, she's pulled off some unreal saves as well throughout the season. You've probably seen a couple of videos. I know there's one against Galway that was... Yeah, we spoke the double save. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was mad, absolutely crazy. Um, what's the plan for the season ahead? Obviously, as you said, it hasn't quite gone to plan. Three draws so far. Um, on the fringe of maybe getting a win in one or two of those games as well. But is there team goals that you've set yourselves that you'd like to maybe hit certain targets, whether it's performances or results between now and, I suppose, the end of the season? Well, hopefully a few more wins. Um, like teams that we, we should be beating, or, well, we could have beaten where we'll be playing them again, so hopefully we get a result then. And even against the bigger teams, against the likes of your Piedmont and your Shelburne, I feel like we should be able to get a result if we keep playing the way we're playing and getting better and better. So they're the kind of goals. Hopefully 
we have the cup games coming up as well. We could get lucky in a few of those games. So you never know. Uh, Steph, is, is, uh, I can see by her eyes she's going, not, not if I have anything to say about it. Uh, Sarah, before we let you go, what are you growing in the garden or can you tell us that yet? Because we haven't seen that much detail on the SSC or Tristity yeah. campaign. Are you allowed to tell us? I can tell you, yeah. Uh, so I decided to, I they said just pick three, so I kind of went with lettuce thinking it would be one of the easier ones. Lettuce, red cabbage and radishes. I just thought, I don't know why, but um, well, I picked the radishes because they said they'd grow in four weeks. And I only had about four or five weeks to do it. So that's we at the end of um my next challenge next week, I think, is to actually make some a meal out of what I've grown. So it'll probably be a salad at the by the sound of it. They said I can go they said I can go to the, the farmers market as well and pick up some local produce. So I'll see what I what I can get my hands on. Well, where, where can we keep an eye on all of this, by the way, if people are interested in keeping an eye on how you're growing and your diversity, your biodiversity is, is going? Well, um, on the SSE Electricity Instagram page, I know they have one video up. Um, I'll probably start sharing it to my own my own account um, just to keep everyone involved. So Now, now, that, we've, now that we've outed you, you're going to have yeah. to tell but you're doing it. Uh, Sarah and Kevin, listen, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to follow your progress so far this year down on Leeside. The very best luck to you and your Cork City teammates uh, for the rest of the league season. We'll be keeping an eye on you uh, as the season progresses. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Sarah McEvitt there. She's going to be busy for the next couple of weeks and months uh, growing things in the back garden. Uh, do you have any green fingers yourself, Steph? <laughs> No, I think I'd be interested in giving it a go now, to be honest, but uh, no, I've never done that before, so I'll be interested to see how she gets on. Yeah, I've been wondering if uh, what will come out, because I'd be scared as to what will come out of the garden if I planted stuff in it. My dad's got great green fingers, but me, no, I'm, a, I'm an absolute disaster, and all all of those kind of things, I, I can kill a, I could turn the camera around and show you the plant that's supposed to live in my office I think it's been dead a little while now. Anyway, in terms of um, the fixtures for the weekend ahead, I suppose that's more our, in our interest to talk about that for the next few minutes. Uh, you're obviously short trip DLR Waves. It's probably more of a home game for you based on where you live than actually getting over to Green Oak. Uh, Belfield Bowl, it's a nice venue to play in. Uh, will you be coming home with all three points? Look, I think it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be as tough as, I'd say, our, our Wexford and Shelburne game. And the, it's, we spoke highly against the, or about the LR. Obviously, my local team, as you mentioned, uh, they've recruited really well up in the off-season. And they're going to be a difficult team to beat. So I'd say it's going to be a really good game. I think it could be the game of the weekend, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think so. And I'm not going to be like, I'm kind of hoping they beat you purely to keep the league interesting. Because if they do beat you, Shells win, it means you've got four teams there, all played seven games, two points between all four of you. And the league could be actually really, really interesting to follow. Whether that's going to happen or not, I think that's probably my... my well, we do best to make sure it doesn't happen, though. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think it's more my kind of, um, I suppose, just independent want for the league to stay as interesting as possible and maybe yourselves not run away with it or yourselves or, or Shells or whoever might compete at the top end for the year of course Wexford no game this weekend but Shells are in action they have an, also a close Dublin derby they make the short trip to face the Bohemians uh, two squads that know each other quite well Steph yeah I think it's going to be an interesting game I think we've mentioned the quality that, that Shells have within their team and I think 
if they focus on just playing their game and doing what they're good at, they'll win the game, no problem. But as you mentioned, I think some of the players might know each other, there might be a bit of history there. If that gets into the into the players' heads, it might cause maybe a few ups or a little bit of an upset in the game and, and give Bowes a chance. But I think Shells, as I said, have the quality to go in and win it. It's just it could be a tight enough game if if kind of those personal maybe battles cause the players to maybe kind of get lose focus, if that makes sense. But I think as I said, Shells fantastic team and I'll probably go win and look to, to play the way they always play and win the game. Yeah, 100%. I think it's going to be a, an interesting battle. I think it'll be a marker for, for Bohemians to maybe show that last week was a blip rather than maybe where people might actually put them at. And I think they could have a little bit of a kick. Do they have enough to overcome Michelle's side? Possibly not, but I think they'll, uh, they definitely won't uh, be as disappointed coming off the pitch this weekend as they were possibly last weekend. Cork and Trady, all Munster affair down in Turner's Cross. Uh, Sarah McKevitt obviously looking forward to that one with her teammates. Uh, Trady, it hasn't really happened for them this year. I know we spoke to to Niall a couple of weeks ago on the show. Uh, I think it was Maeve and myself had a chat with him. Actually, it was. He missed the, the joke about signing her. I don't know if he caught that. Um, but the he he's spoken about the lessons he's learned on the sideline. Um, is this an opportunity for them maybe to get... Well, one, one team is going to have to put their hand up and, and look for their first win of the season, but both teams at the moment still chasing that elusive first win. Yeah, I think I've we played against three two weeks three weeks ago now at the stage, um, and I think they were they were quite good on the break, so I think that could be their chance to to maybe nick something against Cork, because as I say, Cork kind of like to play that attacking style of football, so if they can get the ball forward quickly, they could catch Cork on the hop and, and obviously on the big pitch and Turner's cross there'll be gaps in space but I think it, it's hard to look past Cork getting their first win and um, as I said they were very good against us uh, last weekend and um, a bit unfortunate not to come away with more I think if I'm honest especially if they took those t- the two chances to have I think it was actually Sarah McEva had the shot and I think Katie McCarthy had another shot as well which was well saved by Nisha and um, so I think if they can get couple of early goals I think it could be their chance to get their first win of the season and I think I have to go with Cork win that game I think yeah final game of the season Galway uh, versus Athlone there's a lot of, of interlinked players in both of these squads players who played for both teams at this stage I think I think Athlone signed four or five girls from Galway in the in pre-season um, there's a few going back maybe with a point to prove to Galway should Galway be too strong to, to see them off or can Athlone really put it up to them well, I think from Athlone's point of view, they've got to look at, at Galway's previous results and um, things haven't been going quite well for them. I think I'm not sure how they'll be fixed this weekend in terms of their players, but not even missing a couple of the players. So it could be a chance for, for Athlone to maybe catch Galway on the hop, but I think it will be an interesting game. And I think on the other end of it, I think Galway will be looking to try and get back a bit of pride and, and come back from those uh, difficult defeats they've had recently. So it's going to be an interesting game again and it'll be hard to call that one. I'll probably maybe just go with Galway based off maybe past results between the two sides and, and, and the players that they have, if they have their full squad. But uh, it's going to be an interesting game, definitely. Yeah, I know um, they've been without their top scorer for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and Rachel uh, just has uh, picked up a bit of a niggle, so she hasn't been playing. So uh, if Rachel Kearns is back, they have some chance of, of doing some damage. Um, but I think if she's not there, it could be a much more even game than Galway might like it to be. And I fancy at home maybe to even snatch a draw coming out of uh, the Imadisi Park on Saturday. In terms of the, the season overall, coming up to the mid-season break, uh, who has surprised you the most, Steph? Um, look, I think there's been so many improvements overall around all the teams. Um, we spoke highly about Cork quite a bit, and I think it's just about them getting their first win. I think if they get their win at the weekend, 
I think it could be a change in the season for them. I think it could go into to games against the likes of ourselves and Shells, as, as Sarah mentioned, and, and looking to get wins rather than just going in to kind of try and not get beaten, if that makes sense. Um, I think Treaty, again, a young team trying to play the right way and, and, and they've been unfortunate in games where they've played, come up against, particularly against us, like they had a few chances on the break where if they had a score, it might have made it a difficult game. So a lot of the teams, as I said, have been putting up poor fights. Um, I think the games that maybe haven't gone the, the team certain teams' way is, is probably, as I said, down to lack of experience. And that will come from playing in the league over the over the next couple of seasons. But uh, I have to say, probably DLR are probably the the surprise team for me. I think I spoke highly about them before the start of the season, but I think they've they've lived up to expectations. They've they've uh, competed in every game they've played in, and, and they're in a good position uh, going into the game against ourselves at the weekend. So it's I'd say DLR are probably the team who who have impressed me so far this season. Yeah, I think to be fair, hardly a surprise you did call it very early on in one of the first shows we did. And um, one other thing that caught my attention, it's kind of Irish football, uh, Women's National League adjacent. Uh, one of the former players from the league, Claire Shine, uh, was in the news this week. Uh, obviously, she's had her own trials and tribulations well documented in the media over the last 12 months. On the score sheet for Glasgow at the weekend, nice to see her making news uh, for being actually involved on the pitch and, and really nice to see the journey she's been on coming back from um, her low points to to being part of a successful game. That was a very one-sided game, 8-0 against 4 for, for Glasgow City in the end. But nice to see her back on a pitch, nice to see her scoring goals and smiling in, the, in all the photographs. Yeah, definitely. I think, look, there's no denying Claire's ability as a footballer. She's a fantastic player. And as you say, she's been through quite a bit over the last 12 months. And I think, look, she's been very brave in coming out and speaking about her own issues and, and she's probably helping a lot of people in doing that so for me as a footballer it's just nice to see her back enjoying her football and I think Glasgow have looked after her really well and I think as a player she'll, she'll be looking to to give them a bit of payback and and show her appreciation for how good they have been to her so it's it's been nice to see her get back on the pitch and obviously scoring goals is what she's good at so hopefully she can continue to do that and, and get back into the Irish team and get back to playing because as I said there's no doubt in her ability as a footballer so hopefully we'll see the best to Claire Shine to come in the in the coming months. Absolutely. And I suppose we're all looking out and hoping that we'll see her back in an Irish jersey very, very soon. Steph, that's it for the week. Uh, nice short and sweet one this week. Uh, huge thanks to Sarah McKevin for joining us to talk about all her um biodiversity and everything that's going on with her and the SSE electricity campaign. It's not the league's campaign, it's the actual sponsors campaign. Well worth checking out uh, if you're a fan of suppose any of the players involved we've already seen the first three Sarah's already warned us that there's three more coming next month be interested to see who they might be any guesses we'd love to hear from you as well uh Steph thanks for being back next week to look at the uh, fixtures of uh following week last week before the mid-season break I believe but uh, we'll keep you posted on all of that over the next couple of weeks and uh we'll be back with you next week talk to you then thanks Steph all right thanks Rev.